everyone. Welcome back to Discovering the Bible Podcast. I'm Sarah Thomas, and with me is the lovely Pastor Holly Howard. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm tired. Tired? <laughs> yeah. So uh, you look really cute today, and I'm a little jealous because I am just ready for bed. Aww. <laughs> well, you know, I think we, we make ourselves go ragged in the summer, and we... We, we have longer daylight hours, so we go from morning till, till you know, dark and yep. fill our days with fun things and work because it's the summer and that's just what you do. You want to be outside. Yes. Then we don't sleep much, so we all run around kind of tired. And when you're involved in church and you got all these awesome things happening yep. and yeah. outreaches, yeah. you're just busy all the time. Yeah. So it's a good thing. And so we are already on episode 14 of our podcast, which is wild. Can you believe that? No. It's going by really quick, and it's been so much fun. We hope you're enjoying them as much as we enjoy yeah. recording them. Um, and today is a really cool topic, which I'm really excited about. Um, it's titled Debunking the Myths. And I want to define myth for everyone, which is a widely held but false belief or idea. And since we are going to be talking about myth, um, I think... <clears throat> It'd be fun if we kind of shared with each other a myth that we have grown up believing okay. or have, like, known because there's so many weird things that you just kind of, like, yeah, that's true, but it's not at all. Um, one of, when, when I heard about this, I thought of this one was when we were driving at night and my mom would yell at me in the van and I turned the light on because she was like, don't turn the light on or we're going to get pulled over. And that's not even true. You're not, it's not true? You sure? Yeah, I promise. It is not <laughs> so even I true. I won't get a ticket. No. At night. For turning your light for on. turning on the interior light of no. my vehicle. No, it's just, it's more of an annoyance. So people were like, I guess parents were just like, set free. That's just good to know. don't turn it on. Turn the lights on, people. Right. <laughs> You're free. You're free. <laughs> and another one real quick was when you were told not to go swimming after you eat for like 30 minutes in that area because you'll get cramps and it's not safe to do that. That's and drown not, and die. And drown and die. <clears throat> yeah, I've heard that one. I've heard that one. It's not true not at true? all. Really? No. So I can swim. You can eat. Right after I've eaten. Yes. You can have that barbecue, like, grill <laughs> in out. In the pool. In the pool. In the pool. You're going to have a floating <laughs> And then swim. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's just mainly because when your stomach's full, you can't breathe as well. And so they're like, it's not very safe to do that while you swim. But you won't get cramps and die. Oh, you don't need to breathe anyway. You're underwater. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, I've got one. I've got one. Here's one. Um, if you cross your eyes, they'll get stuck. If you cross your eyes for a long time, they could get stuck that way. I've crossed my eyes many times goofing <laughs> off, right? And they've never been stuck. She's fine. I'm she good. is a living my testimony. Eyes are good. They're not crossed. It is all good. So I... <laughs> hilarious it's funny the things we believe just because somebody told it to us yes just pass it down to us yeah and that's a good little segue into this is that you know sometimes as christians or people who've grown up in church or even people who aren't in church you've heard things from your grandma your pastor you know your church people online about things that christians believe that are that, that they hold as truth but it's not because it's just been passed down like mouth to mouth or, you know, just in like conversation or just misquoted in like, you know, somewhere along the lines and it's got misconstrued and blown up. And so since we are discovering the Bible podcast, we're going to look in the Bible and find the truth in it. Yeah. And we are going to attempt to, you know, try to debunk some of these <laughs> myths that people have 
believed and taken as truth yeah and they're not and so um because the scripture is truth and when we discover it we gain freedom from it so let's look at the first one there's about eight of them that we're going to go through in this series the first one is it must not have been god's will to heal me yeah that is a big one (laughs) i've I've heard this one so much yes um and I, I think what leads people to believe some of these is, is a combination of what you've heard that grandma mm-hmm. said or your pastor said or whatever, right. things that you just, you heard and you just took it as truth. Um, you heard it in the church, wherever you got it from. Right. But sometimes too, I believe that people resort to believing in these myths because they knew someone or maybe it was themselves that, and that was trying to believe God for healing and they didn't get healed. Oh, yeah. So we try to come up with excuses mm. and, and ways that, so how do I explain why yeah. this happened? How do I explain this? So anyway, it must not have been God's will to heal me is not truth. That's a myth. And here we go. We're going to debunk the myth. So when right. um, when when you read in the New Testament and of people coming to Jesus and uh, asking for healing, do you ever read anywhere in the New Testament where Jesus turned them away and said, "No, sorry, I can't heal you. It's not my will." Do you ever did, have you read that anywhere in the Bible? Can you find any scripture that supports that it's not His will to heal someone? You can't. I can't think of anything. Never. You won't see that. And I wanna, I wanna read John fourteen. Uh, 9 and 10 to you. It says this, Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. So if you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus. If you want to know what God's will is, according to what Jesus said in this verse, in John 14, verses 9 through 10, if you want to know God's will, look at Jesus. Right. Jesus is the will of God in action. Uh, John 6 and 38, Jesus said, For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God Hmm. who sent me. So God sent Jesus to do his will here on earth. God sent Jesus fulfill God's will through Jesus on this earth. And Jesus said, so God sent me to do his will. He said, and not to do my own will. So Jesus, everything he did while he was here on the earth, when you read through all of the gospels, you read all the accounts of all the stories of the things that Jesus did, everything he did, he was performing the will of God. Did Jesus ever go about, since he was doing God's will, making people sick? No. Do you read any accounts in the Gospels where Jesus went about and made people sick? I don't think I can think of one. You can't. Yeah, there's not. No, there's not one. <laughs> and so look at Acts. We're going to look at Acts 10:38. This is what Acts 10:38 says. It says, "And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. So God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he says, "Then Jesus went around doing good." And healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Jesus only did good. Right. Do you call sickness, accidents, diseases, the death of a loved one? Um, do you call these things good? Never. 
Never. It's not good. <laughs> Jesus only came about to do good. But here, people accuse God of, of accidents. They accuse yeah. God of sickness. They accuse God of the death of a loved one. They accuse God yeah. of when bad things happen or, you know, tragedy comes into their life or into the life of someone that they know or they love, or that they're a friend with or whoever it is. They accuse God of these things. But right here, Jesus, it says in Acts ten thirty eight, he only came to do good. Right. And he came according to John, to do the will of God. So the will of God is Jesus in action. And if Jesus only came to do good and he did good while he was here, then only God's will would only be for good to happen to people, right. never for anything else. But it's Satan is the one who is doing bad things to people. John 10.10. 10. Here's the last scripture to debunk this myth. It says the thief, who is Satan, mm-hmm. does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. And then Jesus says here, I have come. So Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. But Jesus says, I have come that they, who are they? Us, may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Mm-hmm. Are you having a life and an abundant life if you are uh, suffering? No. With sickness, disease, struggles, and tragedy? No. no. No, it's Satan who does these things to people. So to debunk the myth that is not God's will to heal me, that is not true. It is God's will for you to heal because he sent Jesus and anointed Jesus with the power of the Holy Spirit to go about healing people, to go about doing good. And what was the good that he did? It says in Acts 10, 38, that he healed all who were oppressed by the devil. It's awesome. So... Moving on to number two. God causes storms, catastrophes, earthquakes, and floods. Yep, yep. That is another one that people blame God for. They blame God for. I even heard this when um, when the hurricane uh, Katrina hit New Orleans and hit uh, the state of Louisiana. And it went, you know, uh, came off the Gulf Coast and mm-hmm. all of that happened in New Orleans and the levees broke. I heard Christians saying that God did that to the people of New Orleans. And so we're going to debunk yeah, the I myth. He- yeah, I hear that all the time. Like um, <clears throat> with like earthquakes, you know, in certain countries, they're like, oh, well, you know, those people must have done something to, you know, get the wrath of God on them. Uh-huh. Or, um, you know, that uh, they're just yeah, being... God's pouring out his wrath. Yeah, like they're he's punishing them for something or like trying to alert them for something. And so I'm really interested to see how you know since you said this isn't you know god's will what what are the how are you going to debunk this this one all right people believe this so much that even our insurance policies called storms and catastrophes acts of god oh yeah I've even your insurance policies that. have that in there they are not acts of god they are of the devil they are acts of satan satan is the author of these catastrophes and of these these trouble remember jesus only came to do good and jesus came to earth to only do the will of the father so if he was doing good and healing all of those who are oppressed by the devil then then he's not going to do something bad well wouldn't you say that a catastrophic storm that causes people to lose their home and people to die would that that would be bad that's not good yeah it's definitely not good so then jesus wouldn't have been and god wouldn't have been the one to bring these catastrophes and storms on people when did we ever read 
of Jesus bringing storms on people. Remember, Never. you want to see God. Yeah. And you want to see God. You, you look to Jesus. What did Jesus do when we read about him in the Gospels? He rebuked and he calmed the storm. He didn't cause a storm. The no. only storm we read about in the New Testament was one that Jesus got up. He rebuked and he calmed the storm. Listen to Mark 4, 39. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, Peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Let me ask you this. How could Jesus rebuke himself? If he was the one who caused this storm, right? how could he rebuke himself? He can't because he was not the one authoring the storm, and he doesn't author storms. He was rebuking something that Satan had stirred up. Satan, so you're saying, Holly, Satan has the power to stir up storms. Yes, I am, and here's why. So Adam, in Genesis chapter 1, God created Adam, and God created the earth, and he created all the fullness within the earth, we're told in the Psalms. So right. in Genesis chapter 1, God gave Adam dominion over all the earth. He gave him rule over all the earth, rule okay. over the animals and over the plants, and even told him to name all the animals. Right. So Adam was given dominion over the earth. And when Adam sinned, Adam relinquished. He sold out his right to the dominion over the earth and over, over what we live in today to Satan. And at that point, when Adam sinned, Satan became the god of this world. And maybe you say, oh, that's not true. Holly, how do you say Satan is the god of this world? Because 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 tells me that it is Satan who is the god of this world. You can read it in the word of God. In the New Testament, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says Satan is the god of this world. So right. Jesus is not the author of storms. Jesus is the one that calms the storms. Jesus rebuked the storms. So catastrophes, storms, tornadoes, all of these what insurance companies call acts of God are not acts of God. God doesn't do bad things to people because God is love, which...